Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm Team Crown Tundra. To listen to the show, find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, like Blackberry Podcast or Spotify. You never know where you'll be able to find us, but I guarantee you, you'll be able to find us. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Doug, what is up? We got a ton of news this week, so much so that we actually decided to do a regular episode instead of an Ash Bash this week. Yeah, we are doing what we weren't planning on doing, which is two big episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if Pokemon wants to give us some fun news, I say give it to us. Yes, the bulk of our episode today will be talking about the news from the latest Pokemon Direct. Uh, if you haven't watched that yet or haven't looked at the updates, I would recommend watching it. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to touch on everything, but it's also kind of like a massive, massive news dump um, and very well worth uh, laying your eyes and ears on it. Yes, because when I, when the uh, direct dropped, I was actually at work, and so were you. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't actually watch the video. We were basically just relying on what people were tweeting about. Yes. So then later that night, I went to go watch the video, and I actually learned a few more things that some people weren't even tweeting about. So Yes, there will be things that are purely purely visual um Mm -hmm. in that video which sucks for people who can't see but um you know we'll 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 do our best to to address everything but there's so much stuff flashing on that screen in the background along the sides um Uh that just you know it's it's the type of video you want to go frame by frame but i'm too lazy to do that uh and our our episode would be like eight hours long if we did so (laughs) go watch it yeah but before we do that, what's new? It's only been like a week, but what's new? <laughs> well, uh, I finally finished my Beedrill versus Venusaur uh, American Truck set. Nice. And it then the next good. day, I've seen it. Oh, I love it. it. Venusaur is perfect. Yes. It actually makes me wish that they'd actually re release Charizard with more detail. Because mm, it was probably an earlier build, right? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of like the first sets. Mm-hmm. So Blastoise looks great. Um, Venusaur is amazing. So, like, if I had to, like, rank them and go Venusaur, Blastoise, Charizard. And it's yeah. not because I don't like Charizard. I mean, I do, but this Charizard Mechantrux could be better. Sure. Sure. So, but, I mean, that, that makes sense given kind of what they've learned, the popularity of that line, um, mm-hmm. just the ability that they've sort of increased over time. Exactly. So... 
the next day, I was still feeling that Megan Trucks itch, so I decided to, you know, do what I do best and go online and look at, like, their uh, inventory, see if, like, anything's been released or, like, leaked somewhere, because that's what I do. I look for the new sets when I can, so, like, mm-hmm. I'll go, like, Amazon, see if anybody's got any listings there. I check out the Megan Trucks site, because no offense to Megan Trucks, but their Twitter sucks. <laughs> they need a social media person. They do, and because like they post maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. Wow! At that point, here's yeah. a hot tip: if you're not tweeting <laughs> at least once a day, you shouldn't have a company Twitter account. Exactly. So it's it's kind of like eh. Um, they don't post like what's new coming out and whatnot. Not to mention, when they do post stuff, it's not always Pokemon because they also have uh, right. Halo Mega Constructs and they have other sets. Of course, I think they also might have like a He Man thing, which is kind of cool. Hmm. But so I'm mostly focused on the uh, Pokemon aspect. So while looking around, I found two new sets. Uh, at GameStop, they had a Gengar set, which I thought was. Amazing, because the only way to get Gengar was the 2018 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, Mm -hmm. where the eyes actually lit up, which is really cool. That's awesome. But it's now like 200 bucks, and I'm not spending 200 bucks. Right. So I went to my GameStop, and sure enough, they had the new uh, Gengar, and it comes, like the little building around it is the tower from the anime. Nice. Where Ash first meets uh, Gengar, Haunter, and Ghastly. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, eyes of the tower kind of glow in the dark, which is really cool. Very cool. Yeah, so I love that. Um, And then yesterday, I went to Walmart. Just always looking around for new Power Ranger figures and new making trucks. Didn't see anything, but then I was walking in the clearance section, and sure enough, I found a APOM pokeball set on clearance hey yeah so i was like sweet four bucks instead of like the regular seven nice very nice yeah <laughs> eagle eye spotting those clearances <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll do whatever i can get to get all the pokemon or but then braviary eye <laughs> i like that but speaking of braviary like they don't even have any gen 5 pokemon i just realized this well, they're go- are aside from Alola and probably soon to be Galar, they've pretty much gone generation by generation, right? Not really. Not necessarily I mean, they're like comprehensively, but don't I've they got introduce... Galar Pokemon, right. or not Galar, Alola Pokemon. Right, that's what I'm saying. So they they were doing Pokemon Mega Constructs at the time Sun and Moon was the newest generation. Yeah. Didn't they sort of start with the first gen and then sort of introduce Johto and then sort of introduce Hoenn? Like, um, and then well, I'm assuming Alola they would have had because it was current. Well, here's what I have. Um, they did I want Kanto you to first. List every single one. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like based off the starter Pokemon that I have. Yeah. So like the jo- uh, the Kanto Pokemon were first, then the Johto. Mm-hmm. Then Alolan, then Sinnoh, then Kalos, and now we are just getting um, Hoenn. Okay. 
I mean, it so, still sort of makes sense to me from a marketing perspective based on what was happening in the world of Pokemon. You know, starting with true. the first two generations and then doing the current generation. And I'm guessing Sinnoh sort of came out around, around the time it yeah. launched in Go. Yes. So, Which was about last year. Yeah. And then Kalos was just like a kind of really, but I'm not complaining because my wife got a Dedenne, so she's happy. Gotcha. Yeah, and... I'm not too surprised that Unova is just like last to the party. But even with like all the Pokeball sets, like they try and like put in a whole bunch of different sets. Not a single one has released a Gen 5 Pokemon. I'm like, that is so weird that they haven't done a single Gen 5. Oh. I don't know, so, man. I'm intrigued to see who will be the first one. Uh, I would guess the starters. Yeah, but I mean like in <laughs> like a Pokeball set. Sure. So probably, if I had to take a guess, um, maybe a Molga. Maybe a Molga, maybe Lillipup. Um, there are Sincino. some others that have sort of had, yeah, that have had sort of a lasting appeal. Yeah. Or ones that have been given new life through the Gala region, since there are a number. I will happily take a Trubbish. Yeah, well, uh, I would love it if there was a Trubbish. I would actually go out and buy that. I do think Trubbish is my spirit Pokemon. <laughs> um, I could also see something like a Tim Pole simply because it would be an easy one to do in that small oh, yeah. build model. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, they already did Poliwag, so, I mean, it's just literally <laughs> almost the same thing. Yep. <laughs> take away the uh, legs. Yeah, exactly. Feet, technically. Yeah, so, either way, like, you can definitely tell, like, how the mega constructs have progressed if you look at like from like the earlier designs to like the newer designs even like mm -hmm. in the pokeball sets they've yeah. gotten more elaborate which is kind of cool although i got a the new happini recently and it's not nearly as elaborate <laughs> as it should be but it's happini it's a small little thing it's a yeah it's a little tiny one yeah so what's new with you well since our last episode was all about setting goals and i went in on them uh, mm -hmm. I figured, well, I need to get a head start on some of these things, and I need to have multiple things going at once. So I did. I made sure that I got all of the first seven manga from the library. So I've got those ready to go um, nice. and started the first one. I am rereading the ones I've read just to kind of, like, blast through them all. So I've started on that. Uh, I did start a new Pokemon Blue file on my 3DS uh, and cool. made sure that I was up on my Pokemon Bank Pass, which had expired. Um, so I, I got that rejuvenated. Nice. I, the last thing I did in Pokemon Blue was, <laughs> or at least the last notable thing, was make the bonehead move of going onto Route 22, forgetting that the rival is, like, lurking there, waiting to just, like, destroy you. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you go right there, his Pokemon are already at, like, level 9 and 10, I think. Yeah. And unless you really spend a bunch of time in Route, what, 1, <laughs> training your yeah. Pokemon just because... Uh, you're going to get your butt whooped. So I got my butt whooped because I just immediately went over there. I was like, I think there's a Spearow over here. Oh, wait, no, there's Blue. Um, so Yeah. And I then, think you can get Spearow over there. You just can't go, like, above the grass. Yeah, that, well, that's that's why I went over there is because I was, I was very confident you can get a Spearow over there. Um, 
And then let's see. I opened up my Let's Go Pikachu again to see where I was at with that Pokedex. So I'm going to start working on that. I think I added maybe a dozen Pokemon over the past couple days just to work towards that. I think I'm at like 136 out of 150 maybe. Okay. Uh, So it won't be very, very hard. I also forgot how easy it is to fill a Pokedex in that if you have Pokemon Go. Um, So I'm going to try to do at least some of them sort of the more proper way. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I could transfer legendary birds, but I'm not good Mm -hmm. at You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I got you. So the things that are sort of like game events, I'm going to do as game events. What else have I done? I have been doing lots of shield raids, some of which are specific to the news that we are going to be talking about. Nice. And I watched Mewtwo Strikes Back. Ooh, and I started how was my movie it? Thread. It is, um, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast that is, it's not a Pokemon podcast. It's a movie podcast. Okay. But they were talking about Detective Pikachu. And okay. because they're just sort of like a movie podcast, their Pokemon knowledge is just only as extensive as whatever their level of fandom got to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like interesting hearing folks of diff- like of varying degrees of exposure talk about like Detective Pikachu and Pokemon things and sort of what their nostalgia was for it. And one of them was like, you know, I just, I really think the first one is the first movie, like that original movie is just so much better than this. And I was like, I just watched it and I assure you it is not (laughs) because the first movie is fun, but it's also super short. It's an hour and 15 minutes, which is so, so short. And Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot how the plot is very much, a to B and that like the, the distance between A and B is very short. Um, it's a direct mm. route from the problem to the solution. And so the movie already being short and having such a straightforward story, it, I mean, it feels like you're watching a two part episode and then it's just like done. Um, so it's, it's fun, but I was so surprised at how quick and short it felt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And my, my big takeaway was, um this was this was my witty response on twitter uh, as i watched it but basically i said like any any because i i think this is true any parent who took their kid to see that movie definitely didn't walk away with a better understanding of why their kid likes pokemon <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah nothing in there is convincing a parent that this is like more than just like creatures and battling and stuff you know (laughs) i don't know it starts off really strong it starts off like super existential Mm -hmm. but then it it, then it gets pretty straightforward which is not a bad thing again i enjoy that movie but it's it's very bare bones as far as movie goes Mm -hmm. so uh this reminded me uh back in november i was part of a uh, pokemon trivia night Mm -hmm. and one of the questions was what Pokemon does Meowth mistake as Alakazam? It is a Scyther. Yes, it is a Scyther. We got that wrong because for some reason I was thinking it was, uh, I think, Machamp for some reason. Yeah, there are a number of strange flubs in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to name them is the coldest observation of all time because the movie's 20 years old. So, like, everybody knows them at this point or at least yeah. knows that they're there. But it is really wild to think that a wide release 
like feature film had mm-hmm. so many mistakes in it um, because it's 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 silly things like that where you know the the silhouette for a scyther is called an alakazam a pidgeot is called a pidgeotto mm-hmm. somebody mentions they have an all water team and there's a needle queen there like and, and that's like maybe half of the flubs it's weird to think that the quality control wasn't <laughs> wasn't uh, there on a property that really isn't that hard to like double check. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think that's us being like Pokemon nerds. I think that's like, this isn't like, actually Nido queen doesn't learn that attack until this level. And based on the, like we're right. not doing that. It's literally just yeah. like, what Pokemon is that? <laughs> exactly. Now I find it um, funny though. We still haven't seen the remake of this movie. We haven't. It came out last year in Japan. Yeah. Um, we we should be seeing it this year, but we also like, should have seen it in the holiday season. Yeah. I'm not really sure like... what happened to it, but I also haven't looked to see what's happened to it. I, I'm confident we'll get it. I just don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, um, I will still keep hoping to get the cloned Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard as raid battles in Pokemon Go. Yeah, that was my impression, too. When they showed up on screen, I was like, all right, when are we getting these in the raid battles? Yeah. Because it should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and I was like, oh, that's genius. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know how it hasn't happened. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen when, when Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution actually hits our theaters but it should have happened when it had like when that hit in japan so i'm well, i don't know we got the mecha mewtwo when that happened yeah oh yeah okay so maybe we'll, yeah okay maybe it'll be a second wave when it releases in the united states maybe we'll get another yeah. event but in all reality they'll probably just release mecha mewtwo again probably maybe with a shiny form this time Ooh, maybe yeah so before we get into pokemon go news uh quick little build a bear news um literally right as the uh <laughs> uh thing the direct is finished uh-huh. my wife sent me an email she got from build a bear and basically they announced that flareon is coming to build a bear yeah it's funny because so like, you know exactly what build a bear was doing they were like oh well let's release this news while everyone's talking about pokemon it's perfect uh-huh. um which, which makes sense. I get why they did that. But at the same time, I wonder if they got the response they were hoping for. Because did it? Did people notice? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I didn't see any news outlets reporting because they were so busy with right. you know, all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh, hey, look, I may be the first person to reveal this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I made sure that we put it up. but uh... Yeah, I didn't see that. Thank you. So oh. then... If they have a little link that said basically click here for the other 2020 Pokemon. And so Flareon will be released January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Jolteon will be released summer of 2020. And Vaporeon will be late summer of 2020. Yeah. So my wife loves Vaporeon. I love Jolteon. We're definitely going to get these two. But I'm like, so if we're going to get those two, shouldn't we at least get a Flareon since we already have the Eevee? And... The consensus is probably <laughs> that's that's the opposite of a consensus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess it's but not the la- opposite of a consensus, but uh... <laughs> but you're laughing, right. and I did my job. So TBD. <laughs> yes, we'll see what happens. Um, 
it just all comes down to money, really. Sure. Yeah, Build a Bear are not cheap. <laughs> no, they are not. I wonder if we will get uh, others over time. I suspect that if we don't get all of them, we will get Sylveon and the other four will be left off. I think if we don't get all but get more than four, then yeah. Leafeon and Glaceon are in danger of just not being produced. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. So now going into Pokemon uh, Go news. We have a few things. First off, Piplup Community Day will be Sunday, January 19th. So look for shiny Piplups in your area. It'll be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. your local time. Oh, that's interesting. What? They've changed it. Uh, Northern Hemisphere will be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. Southern Hemisphere will be from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Hmm. Interesting. So, let's see here. We got Piplup will appear more frequently in the wild and in raids. I do like the fact they actually do that now is they put that Pokemon in the raids. This way you're guaranteed to get a better uh, IVs for your Pokemon that you want and a possibly a good shiny one. Yeah. Um, spin Pokesops during community day hours and you may receive eggs that will hatch into Piplup. That's kind of cool. Lure modules will last three hours, as always. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny Piplup. Evolve Primplup. Piplups evolves Pokemon during the event and up to two hours afterward to obtain Empoleon that knows an exclusive attack. I guarantee you it'll be the water exclusive attack from all the other water starters. Um, and then, obviously, the big thing is one-fourth hatch distance for eggs placed in incubators during the event which is always my favorite because I got super incubators. I use them during that, and then they become even super. Er. Yeah, super. super. Er. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's for Community Day news. And then just this week, uh, actually, I think like Friday, yeah, uh, they uh, dropped some new Unova Pokemon. Yes, I heard that that happened. Yes, they dropped some new Unova Pokemon, and they finally implemented Trade Evolution. Interesting. So here's how it works. You now have two ways to evolve a Pokemon. You can either still use candy, or you can trade it and not cost you any candy at all. For just Pokemon that would normally be Trade, evol like trade Evolution? Yes. So, Kadabra, Machoke, Graveler, and its Alolan form, Haunter, mm -hmm. Bulldore, Girder, and then Carablast and Shelmet. Hmm. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, if you have someone you can trade with, yeah. and you don't want to waste the candy of 100 candy to evolve a Pokemon, there yeah. you go. But yeah, if, I mean, it makes sense. It's just such a weird thing to do this late uh, in the game. So it's like, yeah. I think if this were something that came with the launch, it would be, mm -hmm. it would feel cooler, but like trading didn't yeah. even exist. So it's like, exactly. I think, I think the rational part of my brain is like, that's, that's cool. We should be praising it. But like the part of me that is just gut reacting is like, Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I was like, why didn't we get this when trading began? 
Well, I mean, I'm sure it was a technical limitation, but I yeah. I don't know. It's it's yeah. uh I think long term once once it's just sort of a, a regular mechanic and not news, mm-hmm. it will feel a little bit a little bit better. I, I think it might have something to do with Carablast and Shelmet. Makes sense. Because now in the actual games, you have to trade the two to evolve them. Like they Carablast and Shelmet have to be traded together to evolve. Because Carablast basically attacks Shelmet while in the trade, steals the armor of Shelmet and puts it on and becomes S Cavalier, while the Shelmet now without its shield uh, becomes the other one that escapes me at the moment. But basically that's how it works. So, and from what I've been seeing, it doesn't sound like you actually have to trade the two together. It just kind of seems like you just have to trade them, which I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, we'll go from there. I mean, I don't have strong feelings necessarily other than it seems a little silly to not have it be required to use those two. Yeah. But I'm not, like, mad about it. It's just, like, okay. Yeah. See, S. Cavalier is uh, one of my favorites because it's just, like, this really sweet jousting knight Pokemon. Yeah. They're uh, they're, they're cool. I uh, because, they, because they're the type of Pokemon that require jumping through hoops on fire to get, I just never <laughs> use them um, until very recently when I needed them for my... There's a massive siren, and I feel like I must acknowledge it because I'm sure listeners will be able to hear it. So hopefully everyone's okay. But um, that was distracting. Uh, Carablast and yes, Shelmet. Okay, um, I, I have them for my my Pokedex now, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, because most of those Pokemon that require you know bizarre circumstances, I, I never grew attached to simply because I was like, I'm never gonna have this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm sure I will grow to love them now that I have them. Maybe yeah. we'll see. They're very cool in concept, cool concepts for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So, and now we've also got a lot of new Unova Pokemon. So this list here was actually created like the day it was released like the pokemon were released so it's a how little many out- are there like how long is the list uh there's quite a bit but not too too much um i want to say maybe like 10 oh okay so uh pokemon appearing in the wild you got rog and rolla timpole dwebble trubbish carablast joltik shelmet and then it doesn't say on here but i have seen in the wild venipede Yes, Venipede is the first one that I had heard about. Yes, I've already caught like three of them or four. Nice. They're quite popular, which is quite nice because I like when something that requires you to evolve with 100 candy is kind of out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Here. Um, so appear- Pokemon appearing in eggs, you got Venipede and Dwebble in 2Ks. In your 5Ks, you'll get uh, Rog and Rolla, Temple, Trubbish, Carablast, Joltik, and Shelmet. And then in your 10Ks, you'll get Timber, Tortuga, Archon, and Axew. Hmm. Um, uh, Timber will also be appearing in one-star raid battles. And then uh, a Pokemon appearing in certain parts of the world. Our favorite aspect of this. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, 
If you live in North America, South America, and Africa, you can get a throw. If you live in Europe, Asia, and Australia, you can get a sock, or as I like to call them, Bert and Ernie. So they're regional Pokemon that people don't even like. Pretty much. Cool. (laughs) Although, I will say this. If you are sock and throw super fans, please make yourself known. I would love to know you. Yes. Um, I, as, see, I don't care about getting either one, but like as a, I want to complete the Pokedex, I want them, but I will happily just take just a silhouette in the Pokedex. I just don't want a number in my Pokedex. Right. So I'll take that. So then uh, this one here, I don't know what they classify this as Southern United States. I still have to look up at the lines, but Southern United States, Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean and South America, you can get a Maractus. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is it's probably closer to what the Heracross uh, line is. So we'll see. And then in Egypt and Greece, you can get a Sigilyph. Okay. And then if you live on the Western Hemisphere, you can get a blue Basculin. And if you live on the Eastern Hemisphere, you can get a red Basculin. Repeat my feelings about sock and throw. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually used a Basculin in my first playthrough of uh, Pokemon White. Hmm. And I love that thing. Strange. Yeah, it doesn't evolve or anything. I think it was like the first time I ever really used a Pokemon that doesn't evolve at all. Huh. And I just really liked using it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Other Pokemon has people who love it. Mm-hmm. Except you, Ducklet. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure lots of people like Ducklet, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So that is all the Pokemon Go news. All right. Yeah, so some fun stuff finally coming in. Uh, yeah, this game has sucked for the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I meant. No, I know. It's just been a while since we've gotten sort of like a large scale update involving like uh, like new new content to the game. So it is exciting yeah. to get to get that. Yeah, I'm always up for some new Pokemon because I like seeing the silhouettes on the nearby. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh! I, I need to go get that. Yes, indeed. I've actually well, thought about uh, getting a second device starting a new account in Pokemon Go, and then this I'll just only catch the Pokemon that I don't need anymore. So, mm-hmm. like, say I use the main one that I have to go find, say, find I find a Timber, because uh, it's the first one that pops in my head, even though they're not out in the wild. But I find a Timber, I catch it on that one, but now I don't get the special priority of the silhouette being right there in the front. So then mm-hmm. I use the other one to just keep to not catch it until I've caught enough timber to uh, evolve and then I don't need timber anymore. But I don't know. Sounds crazy when I say it out loud. That does makes, sound very complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes more sense inside my head, like a lot of things. Yeah. Well, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. That just requires me getting a second device that costs money. So yeah. not happening now. Um. Well, Shall we dive into the big stuff? Yeah. 
Okay, so the big stuff. And this is our main main episode discussion. Um, <laughs> we mentioned at the top of the show that there was a bunch of Pokemon news that happened. We got uh, just a couple days before uh, the actual Direct, an announcement that there was going to be a Direct. And we got that it was a, going to be about 20 minutes long, which makes it the longest Pokemon Direct I think we've ever gotten. So people were very much like, in super speculation mode and even given all the speculation i still think generally speaking we ended up very surprised by what actually ended up in the direct um yeah i don't pay attention to leaks so i don't know maybe maybe it was leaked or whatever but Uh, those of us who just sort of went in purely speculating i think ended up very surprised well i saw some people speculating the second part like not exactly but like they suspected something like it but the first part i don't think anybody suspected at all yes so the the two big things that this direct focused on were the announcement uh and we'll go into details for each one but the announcement of pokemon mystery dungeon rescue team dx for the nintendo switch and Mm -hmm. the pokemon sword and shield expansion passes which are downloadable content aka dlc uh, for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Both of these are huge announcements because Mystery Dungeon is being brought over to the Switch for the first time, and I don't think anyone knew this was happening. No. Was, was there any any inkling that this was happening? <laughs> Not that I saw, at least. And it's coming out in, like, two months. Yeah. So, like, the game is is nearly done and ready to go, uh, and just no one seemed to know what was happening. So that's big. And then obviously DLC expansion passes for Pokemon is brand new uh, and nothing we've seen before. So that's that's exciting too. So, um, wow. I, I was just like, I was floored by what I was seeing. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's We'll do the Mystery Dungeon stuff first because there's far less to discuss there. Okay. Um, it's it's a much shorter list of things and a, and yeah. a much shorter portion of the direct. Uh, basically, it was a game announcement. So, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, long name. Uh, it's a combined remake for the Nintendo Switch of the original Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, which were Red Rescue Team for Game Boy Advance and Blue Rescue Team for DS. So, there will not be two versions of this game. It's just one version of the game. So, it'll combine the elements of both. Um, I didn't play them, but I'm familiar enough with kind of what they are. And so the, uh-huh. the reason they had two versions was, I believe, different characters that you could be and different characters you would run into is sort of the largest difference between the two. Yeah. Is my understanding right on that? Yeah, I think so. And if you really want to know a little bit more, just search for the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon anime. There's like a one episode short type thing that kind of explains that kind of gets you into like the setting world yeah yeah the sort of concept and lore Mm -hmm. as for the games themselves and like what they are um they're they're part of a larger series of games called mystery dungeon um they're not part of the same universe as other games but it is a a franchise of games that sometimes has other licensed properties like Final Fantasy. I think there's Chocobo Mystery Dungeon games or Dragon Quest. There are Mystery Dungeon games, um, and the and the sort of 
mechanic or the way that they work or what makes them different is they they feature at least in the pokemon versions they feature pokemon who have the ability to speak human language um, that navigate through randomly generated dungeons using turn-based moves so while the pokemon game is sort of a simplified japanese style rpg game these are more of a strategy and turn-based rpg game slash dungeon crawler did you play the mystery dungeon games I did not. No. no. I did not accept. I had to have at least played the very beginning of one because I remember doing the quiz. Do you even do you are you familiar enough to even know what the quiz is? <laughs> is it where basically in the very beginning it assigns you which Pokémon you'll be? Yeah. 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 So I I I know I've played enough of a game to be that familiar because at the time I was like, well, I don't want to, like, I want to pick, I want to choose who I am. So mm-hmm. I remember looking up like how to get Bulbasaur or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, which is a very common practice, by the way, don't feel guilty if you do it. <laughs> yeah. I might be doing that just so I can be Squirtle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the demo and pre-order are available now. So you can, if you have a Nintendo switch, you can go download the demo today uh, if you haven't already and the save data that you start on your demo can be carried over to the full version of the game if you want so cool yeah if you want to if you want to try it out and and try the the quiz blind and see what happens just to see how it works the demo is the perfect thing to do that with Um, if you get what you like you can carry it over if you don't you can start all over again when you buy the full game I did get the demo and I did do it blind since I, I cheated the first time I played it. Um, and I ended up with Skitty. So we'll ah. see if I stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against Skitty, but on the menu of characters that you can be, um, Skitty? Most yeah. of them are like starters or mascot Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And then like Machop and Skitty are there too. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, the full game releases, like we said, very soon on March 6th, 2020. Nice. So, Are you planning on playing this one? uh, I might get it. I don't think I'll get it like release day. Yeah. But I think I'll probably get it just to check it out eventually. Mm Mm-hmm. So one of the cool things I noticed about this is like, obviously, this is a remake. Yes. when these games came out, I think only Gen 1 through 3 existed. Maybe Gen 4. I don't fully remember, but I think just Gen through 1 through 3. I believe there were Hoenn-era games. Yeah. So, with this being a Gen... With this being a remake, obviously, we're not going to get many of the, like, newer Pokemon. Well, I did like the aspect of, like, in the trailer, you see a Charizard Mega Evolve into mm-hmm. Charizard X. So, I was like, okay... So you're at least trying to update it a little bit by including Mega Evolutions. And thanks for remembering that Mega Evolutions exist. <laughs> yes, I I think one thing that is that is significant to say about these is while they are remakes, they are not simply upscales. Right. They are, I be, like, as far as I... Actually, I'm very confident it would be impossible any other way. These are rebuilds from the ground up. Yeah. So they have the opportunity to add any content they want to to these games because they're already rebuilding it in its entirety. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, we know that Mega Evolution is a part of it. I think they mentioned a couple other things that would have been post Gen three have been included in this version of the game as well. So I'll be excited to find out what that is. Okay, cool. All right, the big thing, the huge thing, the most thing. Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion passes. There's a ton of detail <laughs> in this video. Like I said, the the bulk of what this video was is Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pack. I think the Mystery Dungeon portion of it took like three to five minutes. <laughs> it yeah. was very short. It was. The rest of it was just explaining what the expansion passes are. There was a video that was just sort of like um, a promotional video. Uh, we had a more traditional direct style, you know, portion or a couple with like developers and directors talking about what they did. So there's a lot here. Um, some of it, I think, is more fun to focus on. Some of it is more just announcement type stuff. Um, but Overall, like when you found out that we were getting DLC expansions, what was your general sort of reaction to that? It was a mixed review. At first, I'm like, yeah, at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about that because I always enjoy starting a new game with a whole new team. Mm -hmm. I like going, I like starting from scratch for a whole new thing. But then I'm like, oh, I guess that is kind of cool that, you know, you get to keep your same Pokemon going on yeah, and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, then I'm like, well, if these are just going to be DLCs, how long are they going to take to finish? Are these going to be like, oh, maybe like a day or two just to finish? Because then is it going to be, you know, similar to just playing a new game? But I'm excited for them nonetheless now. It, It took me some time to process, but I'm excited. My initial reaction could not have been more different than yours. I am all in on this. I think this is the only thing they should do moving forward, and I'm happy to see (laughs) third versions and sequels ostensibly gone. (laughs) Yeah, that was the other thing. Um, I'm just glad that we're not getting a new Pokemon game this year because this is like our, our fourth year in a row of getting a new Pokemon game. Yeah. Because like we had Sun and Moon, then we had Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and then we had Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, and now we're and then we got Sword and Shield. That's four yes. years in a row. I was like, I kind of want a break from just a main Pokemon game. I don't want something like this again. So the fact they say, you know, these are just gonna be DLCs. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. That's that's more than fine. Yeah, the, so to clarify a couple things we've mentioned thus far, yeah. these are DLC adventures. So this is new content, new storylines that you will add on to your existing Sword or Shield game. So if you've never never dabbled in DLC, that's what you can expect from these. Your already existing game will have newly accessible content that you do pay for, just to clarify yes. right off the top. Yes. These expansions do serve in place of a third game or sequel. We're not speculating on that. That's explicitly what they said in the direct. We are not getting uh, a third version of Sword and Shield. We're not getting Sword 2, Shield 2, Ultra Sword, Mm -hmm. Ultra Shield. It's not happening. Right. So that's what we're getting instead of the things like Platinum Version or Black 2, White 2. 
it means you continue your existing adventure. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> I don't know how to make it clearer. <laughs> now, so I... that's what we're that's like what you can expect. This is basically, according to them, their way of continuing the adventure without starting over. Um, it's giving more content in an area that they've spent a lot of time developing in a game. They've spent a lot of time developing, um, and they get to introduce new characters, uh, new items, storylines, locations, all that sort of stuff, um, in the world you're already familiar with. And I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm so excited for this. So what they did after announcing what it was is they showed this video that was just, image after image after animation after animation. I'm going to run down quickly what they showed in that that was sort of new and exciting to us. And then we'll get a little bit more into it because they got a little bit more into it. So right off the bat, the first thing we see that is new to us is Galarian Slowpoke. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's going to be new Galarian forms, which is exciting. We see that there are two new featured characters, uh, Clara and Avery, who we'll talk about in a moment. Um, we know that there will be new Gigantamax Pokemon. We see with our own eyeballs Venusaur and Blastoise. Um, we see that Rillaboom, Cinderace, and Intellion will also be getting Gigantamax forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the two new locations and get their names, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Uh, they, they flash at us very quickly a couple things that are kind of mind-blowing. Um, two new Reggies, one of which is presumably electric, one of which is presumably dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting choices. Um, well, one of those is an interesting choice. The other makes a lot of sense. Uh, we see a Galarian Slowking, but we don't get to see its face. And we see a legendary bird trio that looks very familiar, but very different. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to get to that because one of our former guest co-hosts posed an interesting question to me. Um, that I will be interested to get your impressions on or confirmation slash denial on. Um, And then we also get flashed very briefly a couple new legendaries, um, which we will later learn are called Kubfu, Urshifu, and Calyrex. Well, uh, one thing you did miss was the uh, Galarian Slowbro, but like most of its body was uh, crossed out so you couldn't see it. Well, yeah, they it's it's you see like a very brief corner of it. Like, mm-hmm. you, I guess you know it's there, but it wasn't the, the featured thing in the frame. Uh, believe me, I missed a lot of stuff. They, they, it was like a bajillion <laughs> things flashing before my eyes. I mean, you got the main <laughs> stuff, which is, which is important. Yes. Yeah. So the next thing in the direct that we got was just details about the expansion passes and their release. We know that the pass, the, a, a pass, now this is the stuff that I think is, is maybe the most confusing, so I want to get it really right. Okay? So the an expansion pass, when you buy an expansion pass, that will include parts one and parts two for one of your games. So if you have both versions of the game, you do need to purchase the expansion for both. But you do get both areas mentioned. So I have Pokemon Shield. Mm -hmm. If I buy the expansion pass, I have the expansion only for my Pokemon Shield game. I can go to both new locations when they come out in my Pokemon Shield game. If I then buy Pokemon Sword, I don't have access to those. I have to buy the pass again. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is that there are Pokemon and characters in the expansions that are exclusive to each version of the game. 
So it is literally attaching itself to your version of the game. I know yeah. some people are sort of like, meh, about that. But ultimately, it still ends up being either cheaper or equal to the price of a third or sequel game. Um, and if you are somebody who buys every single game, meaning you bought both Sun and Moon and both Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, this is actually cheaper. Yeah, because uh, for me, though, like, I have Shield, my wife has Sword. Yes. So I will buy my version or my version of the expansion and she will buy her version of her expansion and we only have to pay like half price of what an actual sequel game would be. So right. I'm all for that. Yes. So that is nice. I think initially people reacted sort of like what to the fact that you have to buy it for both versions, but it, it but it does end up being cheaper mm-hmm. um, if you are someone who buys everything. Um, the Isle of Armor, which is part one, is planned for a June 2020 release. And the Crown Tundra, which is part two, is planned for generally a fall 2020 release. And the expansion pass will cost $29.99. Which is um, So awesome. $60 for the both of them together, which is the price of a Switch game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, and considering that we learn that each expansion pass sort of serves as a new wild area. I'm very happy with that price. <laughs> yeah. I'm very okay with, with paying $30 for two more wild areas. Certainly they won't be quite as large, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for it. Um, and I cannot stress enough. The pass includes both areas, but applies to only one game. <laughs> yes. All right. So we do get some information about each of the areas um, kind of together-ish. We learn that the Isle of Armor focuses on the theme of growth. Um, We don't totally know what that means, but you can expect that to be part of the story. Um, It features beaches, bogs, forests, caves, and dunes. You end up with a dojo apprenticeship under a former champion named Mustard. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that and I was like, really? I was like, ooh, I wonder if him and Ash Ketchum will meet and there'll be like a mustard ketchup joke. Oh, maybe. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We learn that Kubfu and Urshifu are featured in the Isle of Armor. That's sort of the the legendary for that area. It it says in the direct that you will be given Kubfu by mustard, it sounds like. Is that the impression Mm -hmm. you got? Yes. And you were... Yeah, you basically have to train Cub Fu, which all makes sense. It's all, you know, it's a fighting dojo, and you get this fighting legendary Pokemon. Um, it's clarified that Cub Fu can evolve two different ways. It can turn into Urshifu Single Strike, which is a fighting dark Pokemon, or Urshifu uh, Rapid Strike, which is a fighting water type. I think those typings are very clever, <laughs> given fighting styles. And they introduce that there will be new items uh, such as apricorns and yeah. an experience charm. I yeah. am excited for the apricorns to come back. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, the the crown tundra. Obviously, there's not as much information for that one because it's further off. Uh, but they do say that it focuses on the theme of exploration. Um, the legendary for that game is called Calyrex, and it is a psychic grass type Pokemon. Each of the logos for the expansions are Sword and Shield style logos, but feature their own legendary. So 
the Crown Tundra logo is a Calyrex and the Isle of Armor logo is an Urshifu. Um, this is interesting to me and I can't wait to learn more. The Crown Tundra features a new co-op mode where you will explore dens that are underground with other players. And in these dens, you can encounter legendary Pokemon from previous regions. And then they flash literally like every like main mascot legendary Pokemon on the screen. Mm-hmm. They don't commit to each one of them. They just flash them all. <laughs> yeah. Which is an important thing to note about the whole video. Um, what they do confirm and what they sort of show off uh, are, are should be treated as two different things. And then finally, they say that new battle challenges uh, will be available once you complete both expansion pass parts, but they don't clarify exactly what that means. All right. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you want to dive into? What are you most excited about? What should we talk more about first? Um, you're going to think this is silly, but uh, I think the thing I'm most excited about is the Galarian Slowpoke. Yes. Okay, so let's talk Galarian Slowpoke because, one, it signals to us that there's going to be new Galarian forms, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Two, the Slowpoke itself is funny. <laughs> yeah. It looks very similar to a Cantonian Slowpoke. It has a couple like yellow patches on its head and its tail, and I think maybe its feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the explanation is that where it lives, it eats a particular spice that turns parts of its skin yellow, which is funny. And it's available now. You can get it right now. Yes. So in your game, either sword or shield, what you need to do is go to the Wedgehurst station and you will see a new character, either Clara or Avery, depending on your version. And you'll see a slowpoke, um, just not even moving because it's a slowpoke. It's just there. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives you the opportunity to catch it. Um, heads up, it is not very strong. So don't go in with your you know level 100 starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not even need to battle it. I didn't. <laughs> it's very easy to catch. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, we know that this Slowpoke will be able to evolve two different ways, like a regular Slowpoke, either into a Slowking or a Slowbro. Um, and the way that it evolves is with expansion pass area exclusive items. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one expansion pass will have the item that turns it into Galarian Slowking, and one has the other one that turns it into Slowbro. Yes. Now... I thought was kind of cool is when they showed uh, the first expansion pack for Isle of Armor, they showed the Slowpoke, and then it kind of, the camera zoomed over just a little bit to where the Slowbro would be, but it was all crossed out. But you could see yeah. the tail of the Slowbro, and it looked like it doesn't have its like shelter shell onto its tail. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they ultimately end up looking like because the concept art for both of them was obscured in some way. So we know it's a slow king because of the collar, but we don't know what its face looks like. And we saw a little bit of the slow bro. It sounds like basically its feet and its butt. Um, so uh, what is it going to be? Slowpoke in Galar is pure psychic type. So I don't know if that means they're opening up its evolutions to be new secondary types or if they're both going to be pure psychic i don't know i don't know if you have any predictions um Mm -hmm. my only prediction is that slow king is going to be psychic dark maybe Mm. i don't know i can see slow bro maybe is like a psychic fighting 
That would be cool. I, that would be a fun, fun um, yeah. pairing. Yeah, but either way, it looks like it lost its water typing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Slowpoke definitely did. Um, I'm assuming the other two will also have yeah. lost that typing. Would make sense. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of do hope that we get more Galarian forms, and this is just like a tease for what we're to get. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I so, would be like, shocked if there weren't more. Yeah. So maybe like in each like section, like a or in each downloadable contest when you go to Isle of Armor. Oh hey, look, here's a Galarian McChop because it's a fighting yes. dojo, so fighting. Time. And then you go over to uh, the Crown Tundra. Oh hey, look, because it's all icy. Maybe here's a Galarian Seal or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Well, okay, if there were Pokemon that weren't already fighting type that are now fighting type because of the Isle of Armor, or Pokemon that weren't originally ice type that are now ice type because of the Crown Tundra, mm-hmm. what are some Pokemon you would want to see end up in that sort of category? Mm. I want to see Jigglypuff as a fighting type. <laughs> that would be funny. I, would, <laughs> I wonder what that would even look like. <laughs> Um, I just um, assume like this big balloon with like muscles sticking out or something like that. Oh gosh, that's that's horrifying. That's a yeah. nightmare. <laughs> Make it like a fairy fighting type. That would be cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Kanto Pokemon are always good candidates for new type or like new regional variants. Uh, but we also know that they're willing to open that up as a result of this second generation of regional mm-hmm. variants. So it could really be anything. <gasps> Make a uh, Stanler into an ice type. Ooh, that would be very cool. Stantler would be a great, great Ice-type regional variant. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Now it would be um, super sad if we don't get that. <laughs> Expectations are dangerous. Yep. <laughs> um, what else do you want to highlight? Because there's so much in here. I mean, we didn't talk in detail yet about the um the gigantamax the new gigantamax forms well let's go right on into that because the gigantamax are, I, i'm liking these forms now you said that the isle of armor basically focuses on growth now i might be getting very literal into this but i think like you know the growth of you know oh hey look here comes the gigantamax pokemon they're growing yeah yeah no i i'm i'm expecting all five of the gigantamax pokemon that we saw in that video to be available in part one um, I, yeah. I would be sad if they weren't. So Venusaur and Blastoise, you know, we had briefly talked about whether or not those were going to end up in the game. This is the thing that I love probably too much about the DLC is last time we spoke, basically the the court of the sort of current news or current status of Gigantamax, Venusaur, and Blastoise was well, we're not going to get them because they've data mined the games and that doesn't exist. Exactly. Guess what about DLC? You can't <laughs> data mine it because it's not out yet. Exactly. So they've continued. They've they've sort of continued, I think, what they did intentionally with their initial marketing, which was to keep the mystery exploration and discovery element alive. Mm-hmm. Um, they marketed Sword and Shield very specifically to give us surprises um dlc just makes those surprises keep coming um which i love so all the data miners you were wrong well technically you weren't wrong but um it allows for there to be twists and and surprises uh Uh because you can't data mine something that's not available 
Exactly. So I'm excited. What do you think of the Venusaur and Blastoise designs? Um, I like the Venusaur's design better than the Mega Evolution of Venusaur. Oh, really? Yes. And Blastoise, uh, I still got to give it some more time. It looks like it loses all of its cannons, so I don't know how I feel about that. So it, I, I took a closer look. It doesn't lose its cannons. It actually gains like a dozen cannons. It's oh. basically like a huge fortress. And so it has a bunch of like turrets all over its back. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. They, in relation to its body, they are much smaller um, because it's enormous. But it basically has a full-fledged fortress on its back. Okay. Yeah. Um can't wait to see what that looks like in the anime. <laughs> <laughs> we probably um, won't get that in the anime for quite some time, though. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> and then we get Gigantamax forms for the starters, uh, or rather the final evolutions of the starters. Which of the three are you most excited about? Um, obviously Cinderace, because that's my starter. Yeah. Um, and it just, like, literally sits on top of, like, a giant ball of fire. With its own face on it. Yeah. It's a huge fireball with its own face, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so cool. And its ears are huge. Yeah. It has, like, super long ears, which I is gotta, cool. I got to go back and take a re-look re- at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that one, yeah, it's just, like, Cinderace, huge ears, sitting on a massive ball of fire. Rillaboom... Uh, ends up with like a massive like Genesis style drum set <laughs> mm-hmm. and huge like its hair goes from being like a like a big leafy like uh, like huge long curly mess to being like four huge like long leafy dreads kind of <laughs> which mm-hmm. is cool and then Intellion is the one that's obviously being immediately memed because it turns into like a sniper on a huge like on a perch obviously <laughs> oh cool. pokemon you're so weird mm-hmm. yeah so honestly i'm glad that they're getting their uh gigantamax forms because like you know what they deserve them yeah yeah i'm excited about that too um it makes sense makes plenty of sense mm-hmm. um any thoughts on the reggies one of them in particular uh, <laughs> you know I still don't know how I feel about them because they. I, know, I like the classic design of the Reggies, and these kind of take their own thing with it. Eh, I'm fine with it. I think the Reggies are ugly, and these look cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the villain. <laughs> Remember, they're trash cans. <laughs> um, but I yeah, do they, like the tra- definitely. Do- they don't have exactly the same shape, um, but they're still sort of... They've got the weird eye symbol things, and mm-hmm. they they look like they still sort of probably just, like, waddle about. <laughs> so, okay. So, the dragon one is kind of interesting looking. It mm-hmm. looks kind of like a... Uh, how do I put this? When, like, McDonald's does, like, a uh, Transformer-type Pokemon, or just, like, a type of Transformer... And yeah. so, like, the arms are just, like, the head, and, like, it's just, like, a quick transformation out of, from, like, one thing to another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the electric-looking one kind of reminds me of Wasabi from Big Hero 6. Oh, interesting. Because it looks like it's got, like, these plasma-like uh, 
blades on it as arms almost. Yeah. yeah, the two of them have sort of similar shapes. They aren't very similar to the original Reggie's, but those two kind of do because each one has sort of like a bulkier side to it, mm-hmm. like on one end. One of them having the, the sort of like dragon head and one of them having what's sort of like a, it kind of looks like a massive discharge of electricity, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're certainly more colorful than the original Reggie's. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, one of the things we didn't talk about with uh, all this stuff that's coming out, sorry, I know it's a little bit off topic, but is we're getting 200 new Pokemon. Yes. So they announced that there will be. 200 plus new Pokemon, which could literally mean 201, but um, (laughs) they're adding over 200 Pokemon to the game um, as a result of the pass. One thing to really, really, really stress is that you don't have to buy the expansions to add these Pokemon to your Mm -hmm. games. Um, You, if you have them in your bank, you can add them to your game. If you have both versions and only get the expansion for one, you can add all those Pokemon. If you have friends who have the expansions, you can add them that way. You don't need to spend money to add the 200 Pokemon. The reason I'm stressing this is because there are not a ton of people, but enough loud people um, who are already anti-Game Freak by this point, who are claiming that this is BS, if you will, because they're putting 200 new Pokemon, quote, behind a paywall. You don't have to pay anything. Right. <laughs> Joe Merrick is out doing like the Lord's work, um, stressing to people like you don't have to pay for this. This is not different than other generations. Um, he recently put out a tweet that said having these Pokemon added in an expansion is no different than other generations where the Pokemon were available to add, but not available to catch. Um, it's basically the same thing if you don't buy the expansion. You exactly. can add all of them. It's that was like in uh, Sun and Moon. You could have all the Pokemon, but you you couldn't catch them all. You already basically right. had to have them all. Yeah, you just transfer them in. This this exactly. will work the same way. Same way. So I found a website that's got some of the Pokemon. Now, it's clearly not all of them. But basically from what we've seen in the video. Yeah, because they haven't officially announced right. any of the additional ones. They've just shown things in the video. Right. So uh, just I'm going to quickly go over this real quick. Um, so what we saw was Volcarona, Lycanroc, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, Reggie Rock, the two new Reggies, Venusaur Blastoise, Aurorus, Celio, Garchomp, Kingdra, Dedenne, Nidorino, Chansey, Azurul, Elekid, Magnezone, Zora, uh, Beldum, Cryogonal, Crobat, Mewtwo, Kyogre, Groudon, Zekrom, Reshiram, Galarian, Slowpoke, Gl- uh, Three Birds, uh, Cubfu, Urshir- Urshifu, and Calyrex. Yes. So I am hyped if we do get Magnemite because I can finally get my Galarian Magnemite, if that makes sense, because I have a Magnemite from every region and I want to have one from uh, Galar. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I get what you're saying. Okay, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, Magnemite's getting a Galarian form. As <laughs> awesome as that would be, I'm yeah. not holding my breath for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening this generation. No. But it's it's possible for the future. We'll see. Magnemite is one of the few Pokemon that hasn't... I mean, it got a further evolution in a generation. Mm-hmm. But it, 
there's no mega evolution for it. It hasn't gotten a featured Z move. There's no Gigantamax form that we know of yet. Um, so it, you know, it's it's one of those Kanto Pokemon that's relatively untouched so far. So I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we got something like a, a whatever region Magnemite. Mm-hmm. Or Mag- Magneton, maybe. Maybe Magnemite stays the same, but Magneton's different. Yeah. so I could see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. So until then, uh, I'm just glad that we're getting Magnemite in this. Yes. All right. So let's let's talk about the birds. Yes, let's talk about them. Okay. So here's the thing that's interesting. They showed what we recognize as some variation of the original legendary bird trio, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres. They aren't named vocally, verbally, in the video. Right. They're also, and this was was pointed out to me by our former guest co-host, Zach, Um, they are not explicitly stated to be Galarian forms in the video. Mm Mm-hmm. So Zach's question to me was, couldn't they be Galarian evolutions? Could these be evolutions Ooh. that these Pokemon can only achieve while they are in Galar? Which I think also then poses the question, couldn't these simply be Gigantamax forms of the legendary bird trio? Okay. Unless yeah. it's been stated somewhere that these are explicitly simply Galar forms... I actually think Evolution or Gigantamax makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Pokemon doesn't care that much about lore, mm-hmm. uh, so they could simply just be, Gal- like, Galarian forms. Um, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they were Evolutions or Gigantamax. Yeah. I will say this. If they are Galarian forms, I want a Galarian Lugia. Yeah, well, I mean, regardless of what they are, I and want then, the same treatment for Lugia. I, yeah. If it's if they're if they're Gigantamax, give me Gigantamax Lugia. If they're Evolutions, give me an evolution of you know like, Lugia or if whatever. These are, if these are Galarian forms, give me Galarian Lugia, and then please remake Pokemon Two Thousand with the Galarian forms in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that would be an interesting remake. Like the same movie, new forms, but in Galar. <laughs> and keep Tracy. Of co- of course. Yes. Keep Tracy forever. Bring him back and never have him leave ever again. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and give him a man bun for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested in that. I think that was really, really um, interesting because he, he posed that question to me before I had actually watched the video. Mm-hmm. So he was like, they didn't say in the video what they are. So when I was watching it, I was paying close attention to see if they did say what they are and he's right they definitely don't um so it, it's it's funny that everyone is simply calling them galarian forms mm-hmm. um i mean technically they are forms only available available in galar but yeah um but i would be interested to see how they are actually acquired like are we going to catch the bird trio first and then do something with them is the bird trio just going to be this when we encounter them what I didn't pay attention to was how did the bird trio appear or did it at all when they were flashing up all of the legendary Pokemon. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested too. 
Yeah, yeah. I think they look very cool. Mm-hmm. Two of them especially. I think uh, Moltres looks dope because I think original Moltres looks ugly. Yeah. Um, so the level of improvement there for me personally is huge. And I think Articuno looks like it is ready to absolutely murder people with literally its eyes because it has laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of the Zapdos either. The Zap well, I, I, I don't dislike the Zapdos, don't get me wrong. Um I just think it's like less exciting than the other two. Well, Moltres isn't exciting. I guess the only one that I saw that I was like, whoa, that's dope was Articuno. Yeah. Um Zapdos sort of stays at the same level for me, and then Moltres is an improvement. So that I guess that's the best way I can clarify it. Yeah, because the way the pose they have for Zapdos, it looks more like a chicken now than uh, anything else. Yeah, I think me. it's supposed to be sort of like ostrich or emu-like because okay, of yeah. like speed. I can see that. So I'm guessing it's now like a running bird. And so, yeah, because you know what? That actually makes sense because someone had posted the main artwork for the tundra yeah. of like the castle and the really big tree in the background that looks a lot like a cursula. Yeah. Um, and if you zoom in, you can see all three birds. Oh. Um, the Articuno and the Moltres one are flying in the background, but then the Zapdos is just standing on one of the mountain peaks. That makes sense. So what if it's a flightless bird? That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, I think that, that what this will do is sort of make the... It, it does exactly what the regional forms are meant to do, which is to make original concepts a bit more full and dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think that this could do that because the legendary birds, I, I don't think that they're necessarily well thought out um, legendaries or like a well thought out, thought out dynamic. You know what I mean? Especially just with regards to like typing. Um so if they have sort of filled out the the concept or made them a bit more of a dynamic trio, I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, just time will tell for everything. But it, what really sucks, though, is I had just gotten my Pokemon Tree of Life poster, and now it's out of date. <laughs> I mean, that's going to keep happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe we'll get, like, a mythical Pokemon or two, and I'll be fine with that because, you know, they're mythical Pokemon. And yeah. I can live without it. And I'll just get one when the new games come out. Nope. Okay. We've got a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, mythical Pokemon, we didn't actually get any. That was just a bad segue. But um, <laughs> I do like that... that with the addition of some legendaries, we're still only at six legendaries. <laughs> um, I like that. Cubfu, Urshifu, and Calyrex, they're basically highlighting one legendary per expansion. So um, yeah, I, I, they're, they're sticking with the sort of like limited legendary additions, which I'm happy about. Probably, be, well, I guess the Reggies, but probably because we're apparently just going to be able to get all the previous ones like we were able to in ultra sun and moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe that's their new tactic moving forward is like, well, we already have a million legendary Pokemon from previous regions. Let's cool off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Same here. 
what else do you want to talk about? What else in there was really like, I don't know, interesting or exciting or anything we didn't quite clarify? Um, nothing I can think of at this moment. I'm sure as soon as we stop recording, though, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it happened yeah. uh, last time. Like, as soon as we stopped recording, I was like, ah, oh, crud, I forgot one more resolution. And I don't even remember what it is right now. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, now I have to add Play Mystery Dungeon DX to my resolutions. Yeah, well, I mean, thankfully, <laughs> part of my resolution was to play uh, different games, so I, I'm going to count that. Yeah, I guess that 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 is in this. I, normally, I would say that's sort of a cop-out, but because it's sort of like a an entry into a spinoff series you haven't played before, it's kind of the perfect yeah. opportunity to, to fulfill that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to play uh, Coliseum and... Uh, right. Uh, yellow darkness but yeah um yeah well i guess if there's not anything else from the videos to talk about the only thing left um that we haven't mentioned from the direct is just sort of like current events that are happening um they kind of tacked those on just to make sure that that we knew stuff was going on Mm -hmm. um in the meantime so uh right now there are increased raid uh, appearances for Colossal, Lapras, and Flapple slash Appleton, because Flapple and Appleton do have the same Gigantamax form. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you sought those out at all? Have you been raiding? I still haven't. Have you picked up. up your game at all? I have not. <laughs> I am a horrible, horrible Pokemon player. I don't know why. This I game just... is like. I think this game might be your nightmare or your nemesis because, you know, it's funny. Luke, um, yeah. our, our super fan Luke, <laughs> pointed out that we're in an alternate dimension where I have put in like 160 hours and finished my Pokedex and I'm still playing very regularly um, and you haven't picked it up in weeks. And I think what's changed is the fact that Pokemon Sword and Shield is built to be a long-term experience so when you have a player like uh, like the two of us are sort of at different ends of the types of players, I tend to be a slower player and I tend to draw out my my gaming mm-hmm. with Pokemon, especially because there's a sort of a finite ending to it. Now there's not a finite ending. Whereas like typically you kind of blast through it in like excitement. I want to do everything and 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 why should I wait? Right. Like it's all right there. Mm-hmm. Um, which then ends up completing the game really quickly. So, like, I <laughs> I think that might be what's going on. <laughs> Maybe. You know? I, I could see it. Like, uh, it's it's sort of played into my tendency to to be a slow player. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I don't know. That's all right, though, because what will happen is there will be content building up, and then you can kind of just blast through all that content. Yeah. I, Although, I promise you. You're missing these raid windows. I, well, I mean, you can still get these raids no matter what. It's just Will they're harder to stay that way. Well, they're harder to find now just <laughs> when they're not, you know, as active. So, right. We'll see. Um, I do want to get back into it and just start playing again. It's just also I got to find time to play. So, yeah. Well, I have gotten my Gigantamax, Colossal, and Lapras and nice. Appleton. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have a couple a couple Gigantamax Appleton, so I'm hoping that someone will be willing to trade me a Gigantamax Flapple so that I will technically have both. Nice. I still got to get myself um, just a regular Flapple. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then the other current event is that we, we kind of already mentioned this, but Clara Avery, well, Clara or Avery and Galarian Slowpoke are currently at yes. Wedgehurst Station. So you can do that now. I'm pretty certain you can breed Galarian Slowpoke. So you, you can get a shiny one without soft resetting over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Or you, just um, so you can get a second one. So this way you don't have to choose between Slow King or Slow Bro. Right, exactly. Um, I, I, there, I, I know shiny is available because people already have it. it. It's hilarious. This isn't my joke, but it looks like Homer Simpson because <laughs> the oh. whole thing is yellow except for its mouth. <laughs> Speaking of shinies, congratulations, Doug. Oh, I forgot to mention this in my what's new. So yeah, yeah. I mentioned on our last episode that I had finished my Pokedex and had my shiny charm. And because I had a shiny charm, I was going to give a shot to shiny hunting. At the time, I was like, this is very boring. And it's still pretty boring. But (laughs) um, I didn't stop shiny hunting because I finally got a shiny. And that part of my brain that is rewarded for boring, tedious activity was rewarded. So now I'm still shiny hunting. But yes, I got a (laughs) shiny Nicket. I decided to to go for Nicket first because it was the first... um, wild encounter in Galar that I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. Like you're you're adorable. And Thievel was, you know, a part of my team um mm-hmm. almost the entire time, if not pretty much the entire time. Um and it's shiny is great. It's like a sort of sandy dust color uh with a very dark navy as uh as its accents. Uh so very, very cool uh shiny I'm, I'm excited about that the next one that i will be trying to get is uh if, if not Slowpoke, uh zigzagoon because shiny zigzagoon in galar is outrageous isn't it pink it's like it's hot pink neon blue and white okay yeah it's amazing so when you do like i don't know if i'm going to evolve my shiny nicket because i like the shiny Nick version of nicket better than feeble mm-hmm. um, but i'm absolutely going to evolve <laughs> a shiny zigzagoon because shiny obstagoon is so funny nice it's so funny yeah um so what 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 else should i what else should i get what like what what do you think i should hunt for after those three ah uh... i'm trying like i don't really know what anybody else's shiny forms like if they're drastic or not look like yeah, um, um, Snom is fine, but Frostmoth's uh, shiny is very cool. Okay. Um, so maybe that, but I have a Frostmoth that's already, you know, a, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to do a whole other Snom. Ooh, uh, I forget its name, but go for the one where it's like five little orb thingies attached together. Oh, yeah. Fa- uh, phalanx? 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 Yeah. I don't know how you say it. I got to look up right now like what its shiny form is. Yeah, I don't actually know. Phalanx. Uh, I'm guessing it's similar. I'm guessing its face is a different color. Shiny. I'm going to become a shiny hunter, Kyle. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Okay. <laughs> so instead of a yellow body, it's got a brown body. Okay. Instead of like red little horns, it's got uh, yellow horns. Okay. Well, is its face the same color? Is it still blue? Um, it, it only just shows in its closed form. Oh, okay. Um, I really want to get shiny milkeries because they're black. Yeah. Um, and the shiny forms of Alchemy are are cool when they're black. I, think um, I especially matter, like... want. What's that? 
I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think it matters. Like, uh, which way you evolve it for the uh, milkery uh, when it's shiny. I don't think. I think you can get. Can't, I'm pretty sure you can get all 48 of them in shiny form, can't you? Oh dear good lord, just kill me now from that. Um, I mean, I'm not <laughs> certain, <laughs> but I think you can because I think that the. I think the sort of like meringue tips are still colored because I know for sure there's the, this is the only um, alternate alchemy I have. Cause I, I got a Gigantamax alchemy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the one that is pink, yellow, and blue with strawberries. Oh, the, and I know uh, that uh, what's that? Uh, the, uh, the spin anti-clockwise for 10 seconds at dusk one. Yeah. That one, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I almost wish they had like names just so it was easier to identify them. But, um, the, the shiny form of that, I'm pretty sure is black with the same pink and blue tips, um, or something to that effect. I don't know. It looks very from cool. So I do want to get some shiny milk, uh, milk All the images I've been seeing, it just shows black with white tips on everything. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll, have to, can, I'll have to look into that because maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> but, then, but you can obviously change like it's uh, whatever like item goes onto it. Yeah, yeah. So that's for the, sure. like, the one thing. Well, then if that's if that's the case, then the one that I want is the black alchemy with the purple item because then its eyes are purple and it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, those are my adventures in shiny hunting. <laughs> Cool. everybody's very excited to hear about them <laughs> I, i'm excited yeah so i i I, uh, I was very excited when i when i got the the nicket actually funny i i was uh when i was doing it all i was doing was was hatching eggs mm-hmm. um and i was probably like watching something while i was doing it but i got up an egg started hatching so i got up to like refill my cup with water or whatever uh-huh. and then like looked over and it was shiny and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> like, of all times for me to get up <laughs> i did happen i brought my controller with me though so i was still able to like screen grab when i needed to <laughs> it was just it was funny i've been even um, funny like if you went to go get your water you you came back at the device is still like where we left it you take a sip of water you take a look and then you did like the whole oh, spit god take. Oh God, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Just spit right at my TV. <laughs> uh, well, um, we we asked a question for this episode, as we do, um, and we asked which announcements from the latest Pokemon Direct have you most excited? So, Crisis on Infinite New Year's 2020 at Digiranger 1994 said, "While I still don't have a Switch, I'm excited for the Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team remake. It brings back a lot of memories. I even remember my partner Chikorita's name." Ugga bugga. (laughs) Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, It looks great. He also says, The new Pokemon are interesting, but the return of 200-plus the Galarian Slowpoke line, two new Regis, and Galarian Bird Trio. No wonder the legendary roster was so light in the original game. As for the pricing, it's somewhat disappointing. However, it's still less than buying Black 2 and White 2 and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which are about $40 each, while the DLC is just $30 for each game. And finally, he says... Also, the other Gigantamax Kanto starters and Gigantamax Galarian starters, which marks the first time that native starter evolutions will be available in the wild, which we don't actually know yet. I don't think that is official. Um, I kind of like how he just literally covered everything. Yeah, he just... No, just that, which actually took like got, an hour to cover. 
Yeah, you want to just do our our show notes next time, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Hendricks at uh, JC Hendricks 320 said, I'm excited that they are going to route going the route of DLC instead of sequel games or ultra versions. Give me more of this experience for 30 rather than 60 for the same game with minor differences. And the trio birds are just beautiful. Electric Roadrunner and Mystery Dungeon. Yay. Plus, one more thing, I'm glad they rolled uh, some stuff out same day to keep the hype going. Yeah, I'm glad that they released something just as sort of like a tease or a a holdover. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Josh at Talking Tanuki uh, said, I actually love this DLC direction over a third version or second set of games. I think we can overall get more content every generation this way. He also says, uh, more Mystery Dungeon is always welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I do want to say Joshua Aaron Moore. Where was your answer? You are always responding to our questions. What happened? (laughs) He he can have a vacation, I guess. Right. (laughs) Fine. If I can have a vacation, everybody else can have a vacation too. I'm just not paying for it. (laughs) All right. Well, I believe we've covered everything we felt like covering. Mm -hmm. So. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this adventure along the Isle of Armor and or the Crown Tundra. Just kidding. We're still on the Victory Road. For information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find us us, (laughs) on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. I swear I can talk, everyone. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to get our Galarian Slow Poke, which is actually at Redshirt Station, not the Pokemon Center. So that's where we're going. Bye. Bye. Check out www.4rideradio.com.